Hello and welcome to this IBR Extra, a podcast from the Iowa Business Report. I'm Jeff Stein. In the 31st edition of our program, which aired during the first weekend of August 2020, we talked about a new survey commissioned by the Thomas B. Fordham Institute titled, What You Make Depends on Where You Live, College Earnings Across States and Metropolitan Areas. The national study was conducted by an Iowa State University Associate Professor of Economics, Dr. John Winters. We spoke about his findings and what they tell us about education and assumptions. Why this topic? What led you to want to do this level of deep research? Yeah, it's a great question. We're interested in education and thinking about, well, should young people invest in education? Why do they invest in education and what kind of education should they? But we don't always give enough emphasis to the where. Where should they invest in education and where are they going to work? My background actually is kind of in regional labor economics. I'm very interested in the where, how the where interacts with labor outcomes. And I've done some other research to help me think about this for a while. But the question is, okay, well, if I go and get a college degree or get a specific educational credential, what's the result going to be? What's the return? What's the benefit going to be to me? Certainly location does matter. There is a disparity between rural and urban Explain why that may be and how Iowa fits into the national average or norms with regard to that metric. So one of the things that we're seeing is the return to, say, a college degree is actually much higher in larger metropolitan areas and it's smaller in rural areas. For example, you know, if you go off to New York, the return to a college degree is better than, say, in Iowa. Part of that, it has to do with the job opportunities. There are certain jobs that are available in big cities that just aren't available in smaller areas. And so that that's, you know, certainly one element. You know, if you want to take it to the rural areas, certainly there's opportunities, say, in healthcare and education and some types of jobs. But certainly, um, you know, some of those opportunities just aren't there. In terms of Iowa, we actually do find that the return to education for Iowa is relatively low compared to the rest of the nation. It's still a good investment, though. I don't want to undersell it. Education is still a pretty good deal in terms of the increased earnings power relative to high school, but it's not as high as many other states. Is there a factor of cost of living in there? Because obviously, if there's a job in a major, shall we say, northeastern city, my presumption is the cost of living there is higher than it might be in Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, Waterloo, or any other Iowa metro area. Yeah, absolutely. And, and cost of living is actually something we thought a lot about, and it's actually kind of difficult to fully account for. Part of the, what we do is we're, we're talking about the college earnings premium. So we end up comparing really the relative earnings for a college graduate relative to high school. And we also do some analysis with uh, associates or people with some mid-level credentials. If you think about, well, the college-educated worker has to pay the cost of living and the high school-educated work, worker has to pay the cost of living, then in some ways it kind of nets out both whether you're high school education or college has to pay the higher cost of living. So we focus on kind of the relative income differential. That means, you know, are you thinking about where you should live or whether or not you should invest in education? Certainly those things might differ. You're absolutely right. You go to many larger cities, especially on the coast, the cost of living is higher. So, you know, there's certainly there's a lot of young people from the Midwest and, and, and other areas that are less expensive that say, hey, uh, I'm actually getting a pretty good deal here, even though I'm not making as much money the cost of living is lower. Maybe the amenities are, are ones that I really enjoy and appreciate. So, it, you know, it is a pretty good deal in the lower cost living area for many people. What I found interesting when I looked at the Iowa numbers, if I'm interpreting the chart correctly, 
there was very little difference between high school educated, those with some college, those with an associate's degree. Very little difference in income. The jump came between those levels and those with a four-year degree, something like a $20,000 per year difference, which is no small amount, but then you also have to pay for the college education in there, too. Did that track consistently in other states? In other words, was Iowa's numbers, as I've just represented them, similar to other states, or were we kind of out on an island somewhere? No, what you're describing is correct, and and certainly there's some variation across states in that uh, in terms of the jump between less than four-year credentials and then the four-year degree. I would say if you compared Iowa to more similar states, I think you kind of see, you know, somewhat similar pattern there. And part of that, quite honestly, is it may have to do with the type of two-year degrees that are that people are investing in. We also, like I said, do have some analysis of people that don't even have a, a two-year degree, but they have some other college education, uh, which is actually a difficult group to to really classify because it includes people that have like a specific credential or specific like educational license. Uh, and also some people that, you know, maybe started a program, maybe they have three and a half years of college or, you know, however many and, and didn't actually earn a degree. But you're right that we do see that pattern where, at least in Iowa, you don't see a big jump until you get to the four-year degree. And that that's true in a lot of other states, too. And the distinction between those who have the lower levels of education, and I say that just comparatively speaking, not in a disparaging way, high school, some college, associate's degree, there was not a great deal of difference in the wages that they earned in rural Iowa or Iowa as a whole, as opposed to the Des Moines metro area, which was the one statistically large area you studied. The distinction comes in, does it not, between the state as a whole and the Des Moines metro when it comes to that four-year degree, right? In the metro, you're going to make $10,000 more a year than if you have that same educational level in one of Iowa's 98 other counties, really. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. And that's something that, you know, depending on your perspective, a lot of the opportunities that go along with living in a, in a city such as Des Moines or even a, a, a you know large city in another state, a lot of those opportunities are increasingly disproportionately flowing to the more educated. Thinking about the earnings between maybe a high school graduate in Des Moines or some other uh, city in Iowa relative to a rural area, it's not very pronounced necessarily. There's not necessarily a huge like urban wage premium for less educated workers, often very minimal. But for the college-educated workers, like you said, there, is, there actually is more of a difference between, say, Des Moines and, and, say, rural Iowa. I alluded to this a moment ago. Not everyone is cut out to go to college. I say that as someone who taught college students for 25 years, there are certain jobs, certain industries where you do just very fine salary-wise without the education and without having to pay for it. The numbers, though, in this survey would tend to suggest, I suppose, if you can get the four-year degree, you should get the four-year degree if what you're looking at is income. Have I oversimplified that and not taken into account the cost of these educations that keep going up and up? Yeah, no, I think you're, you're right. Certainly, I would say, you know, so much of it is, is it depends. So you do have to think about, well, again, part of the study is, well, there's differences across areas, so where do you want to live? For better or worse, you may not know, but if you expect to want to live in a rural area the rest of your life, think about what are the job opportunities and is that four-year degree going to help me get a good job or, or, you know, start a business? You know, again, if you're willing to move, if you're willing to move to, a, you know, a, a little larger metro area, even within your state, certainly that does open up more doors. Yeah, I would say that that probably increases the benefits of getting a four-year degree even more. 
Uh, I, I still would say, you know, we haven't talked about college major much. Uh, you still want to be mindful. And unfortunately, we don't dive into that in this particular study. There's some other studies out there. You do still want to be mindful that the major you, the college major you pursue does affect your earnings as well. So obviously some degrees, you know, provide more um, like STEM skills and, and, and economic skills, financial skills that maybe help you get a job that, that you know, is, is going to be higher paying, whereas others, uh, you may not start off, uh, other majors, you may not start off with the same salary. So certainly keep in mind that, that there's still plenty of variation even within what we're looking at here. That's all very appropriate to point out because it's not just a binary choice between high school and four-year degree. There are plenty of options in there with plenty of jobs, and maybe that is kind of the the takeaway to some degree. So many of our K-12 schools are programmed, if you will, to suggest one path, and that is college, four-year college degree, and that isn't for everyone. Yeah, no, and I definitely agree with that. And certainly, I think it's tough because when we try to think about, well, uh, should high schools be more involved you know, in, in vocational education, technical education, part of the challenge with that is that we often don't really know, well, what are the technical skills that people are going to need 10 years from now, 20 years from now? I think a lot of schools would like to help, you know, students with that. To some extent, we know that math and reading and sending people to college, we have a better idea of, at least from the educational kid, we have a better idea how we can prepare them for that. Uh, Obviously, there's some room for improvement, but we have, I think, if we think about high school, if that's going to be the end and we're going to do career and technical education, then we really have to get it right. We really have to make sure that we're getting them the right skills. Like I said, there's not necessarily a ton of confidence that we know what the right skills are. Well, that's an excellent point. And I don't mean to be flip, but two plus two is going to equal four. We know math. We may not exactly. know the technological innovations that would lead welding to be very different today than it was 30 years ago. Let me ask you finally, you obviously had an interest in this. You obviously had some thoughts about what you might find. What surprised you the most as you compiled this data across the country? Yeah, it's a great question. I think one of the things that was kind of discouraging. Um, you know, I, I've done enough work on this uh, related stuff before that I knew as far as we also to do some analysis looking at differences by race and ethnicity. So we kind of knew that, you know, there's going to be some gaps. Uh, so blacks and Hispanics, we expected would, would have lower earnings than whites. But one of the things that was maybe particularly discouraging is that the, the college earnings premium, there's still a premium across all racial ethnic groups that we examined. But the premium is a lot smaller for those minority groups. And so that's really kind of an open question. It, like I said, it was kind of surprising that the college earnings premium was not as significant for, for those groups. Like I said, kind of surprising and kind of discouraging and certainly something that I'm interested in thinking about for the future research. And hopefully, you know, maybe some other people have even greater ideas about. That's one of the great things about completing a research study, because it helps you not only answer some questions, but it formulates the next level of research to dig even deeper. That, that's always a good, successful survey when you can say that it, it answers certain questions, but raises others that are worthy of study. Keeps us in business, right? <laughs> there is that. There is definitely that. Dr. Winters, thank you so much for the time. I very much appreciate it. Have a great day now. You too. Goodbye. Dr. John Winters, Associate Professor of Economics at Iowa State University. We spoke via Zoom on July 14th. The full report, titled What You Make Depends on Where You Live, College Earnings Across States and Metropolitan Areas, can be viewed at FordhamInstitute.org. The Iowa Association of Business and Industry is a supporter of the Iowa Business Report, radio program, and podcast. The Iowa Business Report airs weekly on dozens of radio stations across the state of Iowa. 
with the podcast posted right here every week, along with additional IBR extras and IBR business profiles. I'm Jeff Stein for the Iowa Business Report.